Good morning, it's Wednesday, the 15th day of March. Here's your local news from the News Tribune. You can get all the news that didn't make today's paper in our e-edition product. Tacoma now offers the latest stories with the familiar look of the News Tribune but without the deadlines. Check it out at liveeedition.thenewstribune.com. Wednesday is expected to be partly cloudy with high temperatures in the low 50s. Overnight lows will fall into the low 30s. Now on with today's top stories. A project that would bring more than 600 apartment units, retail space and offices to downtown Tacoma has stalled. The 6.4-acre Tacoma Town Center project is struggling to cross the finish line. Court records show its developer owes the project's architect more than $500,000 and faces possible foreclosure. The $303 million Opportunity Zone project is bordered by South 21st to South 23rd Streets from Jefferson to Tacoma Avenues, just south of the University of Washington Tacoma. The project calls for six buildings with 537 market rate and 98 rent-restricted apartments, according to an amended agreement with the city. The buildings would include 36,200 gross square feet of retail space and 200,000 gross square feet of Class A office space on the corner of 21st Street and Jefferson Avenue. Plans also call for 1,000 parking stalls and a public plaza. Boise, Idaho-based Galena Equity Partners took on the project in 2021 after the original developer's funding plan stalled. A March filing in Pierce County Superior Court and city permit records show legal and financial challenges facing the developer. It is unclear for now how the ongoing litigation will ultimately be resolved, but any new site owner will have to work toward finishing the project. A tent fire in a homeless encampment under Interstate 5 on Monday night led to the discovery of a body, the Tacoma Fire Department said. The encampment is located in the vicinity of East Bay and Easter Streets. The body was found in the tent after flames were extinguished. It could not be immediately determined if the victim died from the fire or some other cause. The fire and death do not look suspicious, but an investigation was opened while the medical examiner determines the manner and cause of death, Tacoma Police spokesperson Wendy Haddo said Tuesday. Better weather has helped search crews looking for a missing Tacoma pilot, but they face challenging terrain, the Washington State Department of Transportation reported Tuesday. Rodney Collin took off March 6 from the Tacoma Narrows Airport in Gig Harbor in a 2006 Cessna T-182 Turbo Skyline and has not been seen since. Wasted officials have said the plane descended near the Jefferson and Grays Harbor County line, the News Tribune reported, and that they've narrowed the search to 36 square miles near Queets. A 24-year-old man initially accused of fatally shooting a resident of a notorious Tacoma motel has been sentenced for being an accomplice to the crime but not for pulling the trigger. Jeremiah Paolutusi, who had been charged with first-degree murder, recently pleaded guilty in Pierce County Superior Court to first-degree manslaughter with a deadly weapon enhancement, court records show. He was sentenced on March 2 to more than eight years in prison. Tusi was one of two men seen leaving 40-year-old Joshua Farrell's room at the Econo Lodge on South Hosmer Street after the shooting in February 2022, authorities said. Farrell was discovered by a woman as he came out of his room, holding his neck and profusely bleeding. She drove Farrell to a nearby hospital where he died. Tacoma police received several calls from people who identified Tusi as the shooter and claimed he bragged about the crime, including robbing Farrell. Tusi was apprehended following a vehicle pursuit that ended after he crashed into multiple vehicles during the chase, and was shot by police. Murder charges were dismissed last week against a man accused of fatally shooting a person during a confrontation in a Tacoma motel parking lot. Prosecutors said key witnesses couldn't be located. Cironi Newburn, age 43, had been facing two counts of second-degree murder and a charge of first-degree unlawful possession of a firearm. Those charges were dismissed March 6 in Pierce County Superior Court and he was released from custody the next day, prosecutors said. 
Three people were in or near a van parked outside the Econo Lodge on South Hosmer Street in the early morning hours of September 23, 2021, when Antonio Robinson, age 35, was shot to death while he allegedly confronted Newburn over a gun that had been stolen from him, according to court records. Deputy Prosecutor Maureen Goodman said Monday that only one witness in the van complied with a subpoena. Bench warrants were issued for the arrest of the other two, who reportedly saw more of the altercation, but they weren't found. Beginning May 26, Mount Rainier National Park will only accept digital payments for entry and campground fees, according to an announcement last week. Cash will still be accepted for concession-run businesses inside the park like bookstores and restaurants. Those who can pay only with cash can purchase prepaid passes with ticket sellers outside the park before visiting Mount Rainier, although the Park Service has yet to identify external partners who will sell them. More information will be shared once it's available on the park's fees and passes webpage. Annual passes, private vehicle passes, motorcycle passes, individual passes or backcountry permits and campground reservations can be purchased at recreation.gov, the federal government's online travel planning and reservations platform. The Park Service said the cashless payments will save money and help them manage their revenue more efficiently. A 32-year-old man has been sentenced to more than 13 years in prison for fatally shooting a friend in Spanaway and sparking a 90-minute standoff with police. Michael Jerome Matthews' sentencing Friday in Pierce County Superior Court followed his guilty plea last month to first-degree manslaughter with a deadly weapon enhancement, court records show. In November 2021, Matthews was arrested and charged in the shooting death of 29-year-old Denario Ferguson, a friend from Georgia who had been living with Matthews and the mother of Matthews' child. Ferguson was shot in his chest and lower abdomen, according to the charging document in the case. Matthews had become paranoid and accused her and Ferguson of being involved with each other. Matthews initially was deemed mentally incompetent for trial, but evaluators ultimately concluded that he understood the nature of the proceedings against him and that it was unclear whether his reported psychiatric symptoms were genuine, court records show. Local reporting is the heart of the free press. Help support it with a digital or print subscription to the News Tribune. Visit TNT Offers for more information.